0: Friends, the mark and Max show is back and better than ever oh, yeah. liferadio.fm it's the mark and Max show as we uh, get headed into another week looking at uh fred the uh uh we we talked briefly about him last week uh that fred we thought was a unique name for a well, at the time, tropical depression, tropical storm, whatever you want to call him. Like it a lot. Yes. Is, is he a tropical storm right now? I, I don't
1: I don't know. I think he weakened and then strengthened again when he hit the Gulf. He, like it's a guy, the guy yeah. with a semi, you know. Oh, it's Fred. He's coming across the Gulf. You know, <laughs> I think he gained some strength coming back across it. But I don't know what it is
0: right now. I'll have yeah. to look for that well it will probably be a hurricane or well it is yeah. apical, actually tropical storm Fred right um, That's what he is right now. okay cool. And uh, causing some you know school closings down at the coast and things like that. Coast of Alabama and Florida my mm-hmm. meanwhile, you know right. we tell you we're in Alabama. Um, so looking at the ability to say Fred, it just seems like after having so many um, storms they had you know I don't just different names mm-hmm. Ivan, you know Andrew fred just you know it should be frederick mm-hmm. <laughs> It just yeah. seems like fred is too familiar there was you know? a frederick already at one point though right oh okay yeah. that's why then yeah okay
1: not why? not this year but there has been a frederick in the past mm. so i think people yeah. will go didn't you already name one frederick <laughs> well yes we did thanks for pointing it
0: out <laughs> I'll tell I will see you in class for. at meteorology school by the way what's your name <laughs> the one i'm waiting out for is uh hurricane billy jack that's yeah. the one you know the one that's, with the base- the one. that's the one with the base that's the one with a baseball bat yeah that's the one where i'm gonna put this right foot on that left cheek that's what i'm yeah. and there's not a thing you can do about it that's the one i want <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max Show. Great to have you with us today. All day long, great music, just like you've been listening to. And uh, I, I, will. Mark and I both pay attention to what's happening mm. around us in the world and, you know, in, in the music business as well. Yeah. And, you know, i got to be honest with you. Listening to Life Radio compared to others, and I hope you listen to Christian Radio, oh, yeah. generally speaking, because it just it puts us in a better mindset, I think if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, um, we're glad you're listening for the Mm -hmm. entertainment. I, but Mm -hmm. realize that there's more to this than just yucking it up. Right. And, uh, and it's a whole lot more important to know Jesus. And, uh, wow. That's the thing. I, I punched around a little bit this weekend, Mark. And I was like, after about five minutes of looking for something else, you know, just just some different, I was so disappointed. I was like, yeah. oh, my goodness, let me just go back home, you know. <laughs> and, and it's not like I'm I am not. And you're not, uh, you know, we're, we're not Mary Sunshine. In no. that, you know, we're hiding behind our little parasol or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. It's just at a certain point in time, the language that's used today mm. is stuff that I would have got my mouth washed out with. Absolutely. Soap, you know? Yeah. There and used to be I some find,
1: standards. You couldn't you'd get fired for some of the stuff you hear today.
0: Oh, yeah and I know it was our generation of yeah. broadcasters that did that so I don't know to be proud or not but I remember breaking I remember pushing the envelope mm-hmm. at times in my earlier you know career uh before you and I met because by the time you and I met that had pretty much been beat out of me you know <laughs> not completely <laughs> you know? but pretty much yeah well the thing <laughs> is I had a guy you know after the movie the Howard Stern movie that came out in the late 90s oh, uh, yeah. which I can't remember the name of it yeah, but private parts yeah thank you you mm-hmm. Um, interesting movie about radio um mm-hmm. it was centric on him because it was his life story told by him and acted out by him howard stern mm-hmm. but the thing that i remembered the most um was in the 80s there was chatter about this guy howard stern who kept getting all these huge fines for obscenity mm-hmm. and it was like not something a professional broadcaster wanted to do or be you know it wasn't like it was easy he he really did have he was battling it out on a very big level and winning in terms of ratings and revenue. And that's really all that matters. But most of us, you, but you knew better, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you just couldn't go on the air like that and get away with it because your boss wouldn't tell her one break mm-hmm. later, you're unemployed. Yep. How he got away with it is because he had the right people at the right time that were willing to stand behind him. They had mm-hmm. nothing to lose. Yeah. And when you have nothing to lose in broadcasting, you can push those limits, and that's exactly where he found himself. Yeah. Um, I had a friend that was working at the washington d c station where Stern really made his mark. And at the time, he was talking about this guy and how horrible he was. Hmm. And you know, but he goes, but people are listening. Yeah. And anyway, after that movie came out, I, it kind of took me back to that because by the time the uh, obviously, by the time the movie came out about Stern, he had become a superstar yeah 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 so people forgot how he got there you know and anyway it was just one of those moments where after the movie came out i had some some guys working for me who all of a sudden decided it was time in the late 90s to push the envelope and i'm not kidding one guy i'm not going to mention jamie green because i think that would be inappropriate well but you wouldn't want to do jamie, that no no but jamie you know he i'd moved him from nights to afternoon so i keep a hear an ear on him because doing mornings i'm not listening to the night guy right right yeah very talented young man very talented but he saw the movie and all of a sudden decides yeah, wow that's uh, what i've got to do uh-oh. and yeah he was a young guy and i'm like dude um i remember when this was going on with stern i didn't want to be that guy and um I'm not going to have anybody on my station that wants to be that guy. Now, it doesn't mean you can't make it big, but he already did it. You're not doing something new and unique and different. Now you're just being dirty. Right. I mean, so have something to say, have some value. Don't just try to come up with the dirtiest thing you can say. Mm, Yeah, But and, and that's the thing. It's like there are times and places for many things, but not. For some, yeah, <laughs> not right. from my book anyway. Exactly, yeah. And I don't know what drove me into Sternland there, but I don't either. But hey, you know. <laughs> talking about radio in general, and yeah. I heard yeah. I, now it's like you hear things now, Mark, and see on commercials on television, on radio, mm. that have an oh, attitude yeah. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't have even been expe- accepted, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah, language that's, uh, that's that isn't accepted in public you know and it's just interesting to see how things have changed mm. and you know it's that frog in the pot it's a slow slow yeah, boil it doesn't yeah, happen exactly.
1: overnight you know i i remember hearing the owner of a chain of christian radio stations somebody you and i both know um mm. in a meeting one time uh using stern as an illustration right. about focus and and uh and Picking, picking your lane and sticking mm-hmm. to that lane and being the best in it you could be because wow. that's what he did. Right? Yeah. He, he said. Did. He said. He he said to the the essence of what he said was Howard Stern may have a, a foul mouth, his content may be dirty, all he talks about is this one particular thing. You know, that's the focus mm-hmm. of the show. But he's doing it so well, he's killing. Right. He's he's nailed what he's doing, and if you could do that as a as a believer in Christian radio and nail what you're doing, you would do very well. And I thought, wow, he used this filthy guy to shame us all into shaping our our act. (laughs) (laughs) He was brilliant. That
0: is brilliant. Oh my goodness. radio.fm. it's the mark and mac show great to have you with us today we really really appreciate it I we were talking off air about just over the weekend and one thing i didn't get to mark is uh you guys go out and do your thrift store thing
1: uh yeah you the, my- the, the the thrift store isn't singular now since oh, okay. one of them is shut down
0: because uh, uh, mark and our buddy mike Eccles. that's their. you guys have like this routine this saturday morning ritual yeah because as you become Romeos, you guys have adopted the Romeo lifestyle, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Really old man eating out. That's what that stands for. Right. The, yeah. The thing is that that uh, we have been doing this for years, and really yeah. it's just a time for us to fellowship, to share, to laugh, to, you know, that's yeah. what it is. And then we go, you know, we we have breakfast and talk about, we catch up for the week, and then we go to scope out stuff at thrift stores. And it's not like we're going, Oh, look at this. Look at the, isn't this darling? It's not, you know, we're not shopping for clothes, you know, Right? Uh, Mike's looking for power equipment because mm-hmm. that's, he, he makes extra money on the side uh, buying like a lawnmowers at thrift stores and weed eaters and things like that, and then spending a little bit of money and then selling them for a lot more. He, Mark, so that's what he
0: Mike likes. is one of those guys. Yeah. He he's that guy that when you have something go wrong mechanically, he's the first call. Right. And <laughs> whether it's something huge on your car yeah. or something small on your mower, uh. it's most of us have. Yeah, a limited ability to work on things. He has my mantle clock. I have an ant-
1: had an antique mantle clock that ran for like five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I bought it one day because I I bought it because I I've got this mantle. I need a I want a mantle clock, and I kept looking for one, and I found one on eBay, and they promised it worked, and it okay, great, and I bought it, and it worked for a few minutes, mm-hmm. and I had somebody look at it, and they said, yeah, it looks to me like it's been overwound or something like that. Uh-huh. And then he said, let me look at it. So he's got mm-hmm. my mantle clock now disassembled. Uh, He's been cleaning it, tweaking it, working on it. I'm everything from, he, he collects cuckoo clocks, right? Right. So he goes everything from that. He collected coffee uh, makers, not coffee makers, coffee pots, percolators, Mm -hmm. you know, percolators. Right. He collected those for a while. So he's an interesting guy. He's everything from that to he's got like a, he's got a Bobcat, you know, one of these little construction Mm -hmm. machines. He's got one of those he picked up not too long ago. He's been working on.
0: Yeah. So it's anything and
1: everything he works on.
0: But if if I do that, it's junk. Okay. If I get a good if if I get something like that, it, right. it is I yeah. right now. A, a guy gave me a gas powered weed eater. Yeah. And I said, "Does it work?" <laughs> and he said, "It did the last time I used it, which uh-huh. means yes, no." no. <laughs> and because if it still worked, he wouldn't be giving it to me. Right. He just didn't want to throw it away. And <laughs> that's
1: like the guy saying, "You asking, so does this car run?" He said, "It ran when we parked it." Right. Sure it did.
0: Sure, yeah. It was it running is a relative term yeah, because it could have right. been running as it rolled get, off the back get, of a truck. Get, go, right. <laughs> anyway, but Mike's the one you call. Yep. And uh that's what they go shopping. That's what I was wondering because Mike yeah. found me one time years ago. I'm not kidding. We're doing the revival tour and he says, "Hey, I got something in the truck for you." All right. And he pulls it out and it's um, it's a, a, sh- a, pool cleaner, you know, the, the oh, yeah. shark that you drop, it's remote, uh, automatic. Right. You drop it in your pool, hook it up and it cleans the whole right. thing. And he got it at a thrift store. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this is like the coolest thing. And he, he put together a golf uh, club set for me. He's done mm-hmm. all kinds of cool stuff. That's yeah. why I'm always curious uh, yeah. because tailing the last week, we asked you to pray for Kayla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His uh, daughter having a, yep. an appendectomy. Yep. And uh, the shocking part about that, I, like many, assumed she'd go in on Friday, have the surgery, get out Monday. Right. <laughs> no, I was, and see, I was concerned about her being in the hospital that long, just because of how mm-hmm. many people get sick before COVID when you yeah. go into the hospital. Right. Now you know you go into the hospital for something. Chances are you ain't coming home for a long time. Yeah, you know. It's possible. Anyway, so she, it was outpatient. She was in and out that day. Yeah, she was. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. You, Just amazing. how is that even possible, Mark? I, I mean, know. I know the ins- That's when you know insurance is in charge. Well, we ain't paying for that. <laughs> Cut her open, get it out, and send her home.
1: I've had two total knee replacements. They ch- they check you in. They they check you in one day. They do the surgery. The you know dark thirty the next morning, early early, they're ready to get you out the next day. You really? you had you've had your knee completely replaced. They want you gone within twenty four to thirty six hours out gone yeah
0: i'm shocked at that i'm sorry that yeah. that boggles my mind i yeah. assumed there'd be a step down you know yeah it's like it's hey just... wait a minute wipe that blood off his <laughs> por- you know get him out of here yep wow
1: yeah okay yeah and i yeah. just like they looked at me funny like well, I, because in the situation i was in i didn't have anybody to help me get in the car to go to outpatient yeah. rehab to do th- or anything like that right and i said hey i want to be i want to stay for a few days and do and do rehab here and do right. physical therapy here until i'm actually really on my feet and they looked at me like wait a minute you what you want to do what <laughs> and they finally ended up like now nah, you got to get out of here wow <laughs> so <laughs> really? Even though, even though we had made arrangements, we were going to pay, the insurance yeah. wasn't going to cover it. Yeah. We had found what, you know, we, we yeah. were going to pay for it ourselves yeah. so I could be there, you know, right. and and they were just like, eh, no. Nope. No. Get out. Out. See ya. Bye. Nope. Wouldn't
0: want to be nope. you. Nope. 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 Apparently I stink. LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Max show a couple of minutes ago. I was going to ask, uh, Mark about going to the thrift store because, oh, yeah. uh, there's a story about a painting yeah. that was bought at a thrift store. Okay. These stories pop up every now and again. Mm. Now we don't have a particular thrift store to get you to go to right now oh, that, no, no. you know, we can, and we have several that we would like that we can mention, but here's the deal. There are countless thrift stores that support ministries in our area. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way for them to fund, especially, recovery programs um, in in you know if you have somebody that's in 24-hour recovery program it's expensive you're talking three hots and a cot you yeah, know yeah. beyond that because you've got learning materials and everything else and for many people trying to recover from a lifetime of addiction it takes that okay mm, yeah. and that's where these thrift stores come in they actually can fund a ministry like that now not every thrift store you see is set up that way right a lot of them are so to avoid saying, Hey, we went here or there better for us just to be generic about it. Right. And again, not wanting to hurt anyone, uh, wanting to help all there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you this though. Um, America's thrift store yeah. is a, uh, is generally speaking, um, people look at it and, and will say, well, they're not attached to a ministry. I'm not going there. Let me tell you that America's thrift store is, um, I I they I am assuming this is true. They give away so much of their money to different ministries Yeah. Um, that they were the largest contributor to one of the ministries we were involved in back in the day yeah. and not by a little bit, by a yeah. lot. And um, the reason that's important is I'd heard some people say some negative things about, oh, they're just making money. I mean, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with making money, by the way. Right. Every business in the world that is set up is set up to make money. Right. But uh, anyway, just throwing it out there that you can get a great deal at thrift stores. We enjoy them. You can too. And, and a lot of times your money is going to a, not just a worthy cause, but sometimes life altering, life changing uh, cause. So,
1: and the the folks at America's Th- thrift have also helped other people. Oh, we gosh. know set up their own thrift store organizations yeah. and such. So they're, yeah. <laughs> they're not, they're not trying to keep the competition away. They understand, no. they understand <laughs> the value of what they do and they want to help other people
0: do it you as know, well. So as long as you throw that out, and I'm glad you did yeah. Mark. Look, um, Back in the day when the Foundry uh, got um, this huge store, uh, this former Kmart store in Bessemer. Mm. And uh, this before, when Pastor Bill Hines was in charge, and it was such a big, big store, they didn't know what to do. And uh, they'd had a small thrift store before that. Anyway, they set up the store the best they knew how, you know, with their experience. And when uh, the week before they were getting ready to open, um, one of their, one of their, hmm, uh, one of the people that was involved with the uh, foundry at the time had a friend that was a manager at one of the America's thrift stores. And this manager was asked, would you come and take a look, see what you think, you know, trying to be, we need help, but we can't ask kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Bottom line, America's thrift store, all the way up the chain of command to the people in charge. Once they knew what was going on, said, go and help. Sent their team over there to reconfigure the store Mm. to make it, Uh, what it is which is a very productive store right and by the way they have a thrift store not far as crow flies from that location so if you were talking about you mentioned competition right this would be a huge competitor and they were like no go shut down and go fix that you know it just that's who they are so yeah anyway all right so yeah Talk to me about finding a thrift store painting right. that's worth thousands, Mark. This is
1: something uh, Mikey and I joke about almost every weekend. Got to go look through the paintings, you know, all the starving artist stuff on the wall and see if maybe there's <laughs> there's something that could be worth some cash. Well, a guy in uh, in British Columbia, Canada, bought a painting from a thrift store there for 96 bucks, and uh, he found wow, out.
0: that's a lot for a thrift store painting. It really
1: is. It is. So it must have been a really nice painting. Um yeah. But... He found out it could be worth more than $20,000. Uh, his name is Stephen Burgess, said he regularly purchase, purchases art and frames from thrift stores to decorate his home. And on his recent visit to Value Village in Courtenay, a painting in an ornate frame caught his eye. He said, I, I thought I'd just get it for the frame. Burgess did a Google search for the artist's signature, Wh- a Whishmer, I think is it. Mm. Is that right? Wismer, Yes. And <laughs> determined... <laughs> You're asking me. No, I'm actually, because when I'm looking at yeah. it, it's got that little spelling I'm, underline under it, and I can't yeah. tell if that's a J or, a, or an, an L. Anyway, and he determined it was likely a mass-produced print of a piece by Dutch artist Gerriten Whishmer. Uh, Gerriten Whishmer. Yeah. He was born back in 1870. He bought the painting for 96 bucks, intended to reuse the frame elsewhere, but during a closer examination, he found a stamp from Munich, Germany, on the back of the canvas, and oil brush strokes on the perimeter of the canvas under the frame, which kind of were clues it could be an original. Mm-hmm. One of the artist's famous wow. paintings, his most famous paintings, called Mountain Mist, recently was auctioned for $200,000, wow. and that told Burgess his fine could be a, worth a whole lot more than he paid for it. Wow. So. He says his research indicates that Wishmer paintings can sell for twenty to three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, depending on their condition, and he's looking for professional appraisers to confirm the authenticity of the artwork. Wow, good for
0: him! Yeah, still thinking ninety six dollars is a lot of money at a thrift store for a painting, but that
1: must be one heck of a frame. That,
0: yeah, I, I was thinking because I've done that, you know, yeah. where you you're buying something for some for another reason, and uh-huh. <laughs> I've never got that lucky. I'm going to go up and have to take a look at a few things now, hmm. but you know. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the mark and mac show and every uh every time i see a story about animals mark mm. i think <laughs> how weird are we that you know these draw our attention and <laughs> oftentimes i get locked into that youtube vault where because i started by watching funny pet tricks or funny animals you know right, rescue yeah. animals things yeah. like that and next thing you know, I'm watching fat people using ladders as you know, <laughs> the, the you know, uh, I mean, fat people tearing up their kids' uh, trampoline. You know, yes, <laughs> fat guy fails is one of my faves because I've seen myself on a few of those. But oh my gosh. you know, yes. anyway, I just <laughs> I digress because yes. uh, we have some animal rescuers, mm-hmm. and um, I. Snakes freak me out, Mark. Yeah, I'm not a big, and I know most of them are are great. Yeah, but some are bad, and I don't know the difference.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem. Everybody's everybody's scared of snakes, and and rightfully so, because if you decide to chum up with the with the wrong snake, then that might be the last thing you do. Right. So be careful. Well, right. there are animal. There's an animal animal well. Why can't my mouth work today? There's an animal welfare group called Acres in Singapore. And they, they say they've dispatched a team to the Jurong West area in Singapore on a report from a resident who heard what she thought could be a dangerous snake hissing in her bedroom. Yikes. Well, I mean, you live in that part of the world. You better go pay attention, right? Mm. Um, she, Yan, is the resident. She sent the uh, the team a recording of the noise she heard, and the rescuers de- determined it sounded like a black-spitting cobra. That's a venomous Oh, species. my goodness. Yeah. Black spitting uh cobra. That's right. Not just any cobra, but a black spitting cobra. The team searched her home for nearly an hour before uh, Muhammad Safari bin Maznur discovered the source of the hissing. It turns out it was an Oral-B electric toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) He turned the toothbrush on and off again and stop the hissing noise wow <laughs> the resident said she discovered the toothbrush was malfunctioning because it it got water into the battery compartment wow <laughs> so it'd make it a weird
0: noise <laughs> wow you know what she said though she goes i should really buy a new one i don't want to go through this again okay just i'm throwing it out there mark but you know what if if you went through all of this and found out it was your you know faulty electric toothbrush huh Would you even think that you could possibly call again to say, would you come and check? I think I'm hearing the black spitting cobra again. I mean, come on. I think I'll buy, I should really buy a new one. Well, no, keep the same one, dear. But maybe instead of calling for help next time, turn it off. Mm liferadio.fm Mark and Mac show you know every now and again Mark will tell me a story off air that just <laughs> no. I'm like I didn't that I didn't know oh yeah we've we'll been together as long as we have it's like very rarely are you going to have a story you haven't heard a part of or an adjacent <laughs> yeah. story yeah. so you had when you were growing up you had um, a Weimaraner uh, well he was crossbreed Well, Weimaraner and a
1: pointer yeah
0: okay yeah. Weimer- so that's going to be a big a pretty good big sized dog. dog yeah okay yeah alright and <laughs> Now you were little how how old were you when you guys oh, had that dog? Gosh, I don't Roughly. know. We
1: were we were uh I would say we were uh I was between 6 and uh probably between 6 and 13 somewhere okay. in that age range. Yeah. So
0: when you were little, I mean, he yeah. would actually protect you, right? Yeah,
1: he was. It was a, a yeah, he, me and my brother. If we yeah. were out in the yard playing when the mailman came, he would actually knock right. us down and snarl and bark at the mailman. He would wow. keep us from he would keep us away from the mailman and keep the mailman away from us man. So he protected us. That's just
0: so cool. Yeah. You yeah. know, we had a rescue dog. Um, and I, I say rescue meaning, um, a dog that had been abused and then just tossed away Right. that yeah. LaDonna, you know, my wife Ellie Mae brought home <laughs> and, yeah. um, we called her precious and bless her heart. She became, uh, she was so thankful became this just, I mean, we're talking in a matter of days became the most loving, affectionate uh, dog. Yeah. And Ladonna was walking to the mailbox and hannah had gotten in front of her in a car you know not that she was in danger okay it wasn't mm. like that but they were you know close to the road nearing right. the road and a car came by and precious ran out into the road to stop hannah and got hit oh my and uh it wasn't you know anyway the that's what i'm like wow that dogs are amazing you yeah, know they really yeah, are. They are they really but are what boggles my mind is right now after the COVID aftermath and of course now we have the the new variant and all that but okay. um that shelters are covered up because yeah. people you know uh they've got a pet during COVID, and now they're going back to work or what have you and the dogs are going back and uh it's it's a shame it is but i just i guess being that we've had uh over the years um Look, it's a pain having an indoor dog, especially a rescue dog. That's not Mm. trained. It it can be dirty and it's, oh yeah, it's tough. A lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. But these are domesticated animals. They're made to be pets. They're Mm -hmm. not, you know, they don't, they don't do well in the wilderness. And And I used to, I used to think Mark that, yeah, I used to be that guy back many, many, but until I knew better. I thought, well, better to let them out, you know, and run around than and you know, send them to a death camp, you mm, know, no. but that's not actually true. Yeah, no. And the thing is that
1: with dogs, <clears throat> the way dogs are wired, you become the center of the universe. I mean you you are the center of everything for them. Yeah. And they will generally generally speaking, they will latch on to one person, that one person in the family. They'll love everybody in the family, but that one person will be the center of their universe yeah. and that and it, that's just the way they are. They and mm. they look at you for everything, they look for clues about how to behave, <laughs> everything. They just they they look to you. You come in the house and if you're that person, then you're the one that they make the big fuss over, they you're the one right. that they follow everywhere and to to take that kind of uh loyalty and that kind of uh, you know that that focus to take that and just abandon it that's yeah. just that's ignorant and heartless uh, and yeah. sometimes a combination of both you
0: know it's just it's just it horrible. is sad it really and that's is what, you know we've got a bulldog right now yeah. that uh, was a gift um an incredible gift because the, you know when you've got a uh, purebred bulldog they're very expensive and uh yeah. this was a uh, i guess he's an english bulldog i don't know the difference you know <laughs> again you know all the dogs we've had mark are all you know mixed in, breed a lot yeah. of them you know we had the chihuahuas and things like that but yeah. you know anyway this dog is just an amazing uh part of the family already and um he actually <laughs> when he's hungry he brought he, he started bringing me his bowl oh that's awesome and <laughs> yeah, but it's like I've never had one do that, and and so the other day I I wanted to prove because I didn't think Ladonna believed me, and so he was doing that, so I took a video of it, you know, just a 10 second video clip right. of him bringing me the bowl, yeah, and it's so like he put it in the middle of the living room, and then brought it to me, yeah, like come on, dude, help, and uh <laughs> I sent it to Ladonna, she put it up on TikTok, and it's kind of going viral. That's so, funny, yeah, That's funny. it's just
1: it's hilarious. I n- never had one do that. My but. dog Kimber won't do that; she'll just sit in my lap and stare at me. Just oh, stare, yeah. stare. I'm trying I'm on the iPad looking for something. Yeah. Look at the dog staring at me. What do
0: you what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> are you hungry? You need some food? Yeah. And those ears pop up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a I we have a rescue now. He was we call him the uh, uh church parking lot dog oh, because he's yeah. one of those that uh, Ladonna had stayed after for choir practice, and uh, when she came out, uh there was this dog in the parking lot somebody had dumped off. Uh. And uh anyway. She brings him home, obviously, because that's what Ellie Mae does. Mm-hmm. And he has, you know, he, we, you know, you take extra special care and attention for a dog that's been dumped. Yeah. And the thing is, is that I can't figure out why he does this, but you know, he'll, he, he, he will sit in your lap and lay his little head down, you know, and and mm. make you pet him and stuff. Yeah. But then dude, he growls. <laughs> Sometimes when you're petting him, he growls. And, uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, for real, it's, I don't get it, you know, it's and it's confusing. like confusing. I'm, yes, I'm, so confused. I'm like, but your tail's wagging. You buried your head, and what? <laughs> I mean, and I don't know what that means, you know. And it's like um, I don't believe these dog whisperer people, you know. I, I felt like I could be one of those. You and I can make up crazy stuff. What does it mean when your dog does X, Y, or Z? Mark and I'll just figure it out, you know. We'll tell you. But he growls. You're petting him, and he, and you stop, and he growls harder, you know. Like, but I. What He
1: doesn't like like the color of your socks. That's what it means. Yeah. (laughs) And he's
0: colorblind, right? (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show. And you know, as long as we're talking animals and we've been you know when we started doing this, you and I actually had a conversation because having done uh, radio and TV over the years. Um, we both have hit a part of life where we went, you know, what is it that, that we feel strongly about doing? And both at the same time felt the same thing, which is why we did all this with life radio. And, um, and I get frustrated when I do read the news, I get frustrated Mm. because, um, you know, friends really, and truly the cycles are just crazy. And when you are in it and you're really focused on the minutiae, of government military mm, big business or not yeah. media yeah um you know you you know a lot of information that does not get out to the public yeah. because you know people have lives got yeah. kids in school got yeah. jobs and then you you know you get really frustrated so when we started doing this again it was kind of like you know what we're going to use the music mm-hmm. as it, you know because it's positive it has real meaning and it's enjoyable and it just helps to be in a better mood and we'll be careful on the stories we actually talk about right, and yeah. try to do stories that are just kind of interesting, innocuous, you know, that there, and it's not like an ostrich and, you know, head in the stand. It's no, just no, the, it's not. those know. things that you feel strongly about, you're going to be informed on. Yeah, uh, are. we are. Yeah. But when you see a story about a Colorado sheriff, Uh, a a deputy actually freeing a trapped bear from a car. What's more important than that, Mark? (laughs) He couldn't get out.
1: (laughs) Sheriff's deputy in Colorado responded to a residential area in which a mother bear had trapped herself inside a car and her two cubs were watching nearby. (laughs) The Garfield County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post that a deputy responded to a neighborhood in the county where the bear apparently had entered the car to search for food and the door slammed shut. Behind her, Uh, the deputy determined the bear had done too much damage to the inside of the car for him to get the back door open, so he attempted to free the animal by swinging the driver's door open. The sheriff's office said the first attempt failed when the bear accidentally closed the door again, but the deputy was able to release the bear on the second attempt. The bear was reunited with her cubs, and the deputy followed to ensure they left the neighborhood. The sheriff's office said in the end, the owner was just glad the bear was released from the car, reunited with her cubs, and nobody was injured um <laughs> don't leave food in your vehicle that's what they pretty much said don't do that my goodness <laughs> can you imagine that call to the insurance company yeah Ooh. um <laughs> uh how can i help you were you in an accident well not really <laughs> yeah bear got locked in the car i'm sorry what it sounded like you said a bear got locked in the car yeah a bear got locked in the car
0: <laughs> hello hello <laughs> Liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show, and uh, great to have you with us today. We appreciate it. One of the things, Mark, that I find humorous, okay, Hmm? is how we will have stories that it's like they run in threes or more. Yeah. Where, for instance, we did the bear story a couple minutes ago about a bear stuck in a car. Well, you know what? We've had four of those. I had to look it up. We've had four stories like that this year. (laughs) Yeah. And one of them was up in uh, Gatlinburg slash Pigeon Forge area. He went in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we actually had one, though, that was stuck in a car. Yeah. And uh, people got up the next morning, went out and boom. You know, the thing is, is that (laughs) people see things on TV and think, hey, you know, um, handcuffed Oklahoma man escapes (laughs) arrest on a stolen ATV. Now, think about this. Handcuffed Oklahoma man. Yeah. All right. So he's under arrest mm-hmm. okay because they put the cuffs on him or they've detained him they got right. cuffs on him yeah and he is able to escape yep on a stolen atv yep there are so many things wrong in this story mm-hmm. but you know what cops sitting around the donut shop <laughs> so what was your day like yesterday Ooh, really you know meanwhile criminals sitting around the table in the day room you did
1: what you know <laughs> it's amazing i'm having trouble imagining howing imagining how it could have happened unless they handcuffed his hands in front of him instead of behind right. his back it's the only way it could have happened this oklahoma man he was arrested tuesday managed to escape police and steal an atv and led officers on a high-speed chase through multiple counties still handcuffed Police in Edmond spotted the fleeing suspect on the ATV speeding past a stop a stop sign in Edmond and cutting through parking lots to the train tracks on the other side. The Edmond Police Department says uh, Edmond is located just north of Oklahoma City. A second officer spotted the man running another stop sign and speeding past businesses in the area. The suspect cut through fields and wooded areas before entering the jurisdiction of the Oklahoma City Police Department. And after several miles, he drove the ATV back into Edmond. So he's all over the place. As officers pursued the suspect, they learned he had just escaped arrest from the Jones Police Department and was riding a stolen ATV still handcuffed the wow. chase continued into logan county where police forced the suspect to wipe out in a pool of muddy water along a dirt road the suspect then surrendered to the police without further incident they identified this guy as I, lucas strider dude strider, yes without further incident i think there have been enough you know i mean <laughs> they've ticked off a lot on the list yeah. The <laughs> strider was initially being taken into custody on suspicion of stealing copper wire and catalytic converters Mm -hmm. Um, As Strider was being transported to the Oklahoma County Detention Center, he managed to open the door of the patrol unit and escape into the nearby woods. He then reached a nearby home where he stole an ATV that reached speeds of up to 70 miles per hour during the chase. Um, They even had a chopper following. Oh, come on now. (laughs) Wow. And and on top of everything, they charged him with
0: felony eluding. Yeah. (laughs) But Mark, the original. thing the reason he was being it was stealing copper wire and catalytic converters right okay yeah you've got copper and catalytic converters and you've got cops chasing the robbers you've got a helicopter all of this because they couldn't find a way to keep a handcuffed guy in custody (laughs) i mean oops is this part of what police are having to deal with now because they're afraid of everything they do Mm. you know because i'm just thinking you handcuff them in the back mm-hmm. they're in the squad car right i mean come on yeah. you know do you, don't you have child prevention stuff in your in the cop car i mean i i, <laughs> I can't get out of the back seat you know, yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> here's an idea handcuff them in the back seat of the cop car
0: with a bear radio.fm it's the mark and mac show a glorious day in the neighborhood because <laughs> tropical storm fred is in the news i by the way not making light of tropical storm fred oh no uh because it's just we i guess we have been and i don't want anybody to think that we're not taking it serious people that live along the coast a tropical storm. you know mark have you ever actually you ever been in a tropical storm for real i mean like when it's coming in no i okay. haven't no just to give you a heads up having lived in many coastal areas and, uh, uh, had to evacuate a couple of different times for hurricanes, you know, um, rusty, you know, (laughs) our buddy rusty and I worked at a radio station one time on the coast and couldn't figure this one out that they put the station in a double wide. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. You're like the one place you can't stay during a (laughs) hurt is a double wide, (laughs) but we actually had a hurricane in the forecast and we're tracking it. And it, they were evacuating and uh we actually had to flip a well I was going to say we had to flip a coin but we didn't we actually this time because somebody had to stay mm-hmm. physically with the radio station uh to keep it on the air during the storm and we actually <laughs> tried to figure out who's going to stay and we did it by who well okay who has the fewest number of children you know mm-hmm. and because i mean we were, there were four full-time guys we all had kids it was like no, you know, but one of us has to be here. And the guy that had to stay behind, I'm not kidding you. His baby had was like three months old. Mm. And he was the one that actually had to stay behind. And, wow, you know, yeah, his wife was a radio person, so it, it, she understood. Right, yeah. Didn't yeah. like it, but yeah. anyway, but you know what? When you start that evacuation, and most of us know this, uh, but the reality is they're, they being the weather people, it's such a guessing game that even though they'll say here is where we expect it to come on shore, it never does. It keeps moving. And so when they say, here's where we think it's coming on shore, keep going. If you're on the East coast, go to the North. If you're uh, in the Gulf, you know, you just go, whatever the direction is heading and give it another 30 miles. That's where it's coming in. (laughs) And anyway, (laughs) so we had to evacuate one time. And because we had waited to the last minute, we waited until they actually sent a fire truck through my neighborhood Mm. and said, Everybody out, wow. this, you know, and wow. I thought they were going to arrest me if I didn't or charge me with being a bad parent. <laughs> and so sure enough, we load up to evacuate Mark and you're driving inland, no place to stay. <laughs> Never. I mean, no place to yeah. stay. Yeah. And by the time we actually got about three hours from the coast, right. And we're tired. The kids are all cranky. Go to stay find a hotel to stay in, yep. which cost a small fortune. And, you know, cause they would jack up the prices absolutely, yeah. and which is illegal in Alabama, not illegal in every state. Mm. Anyway, my by, dad, dude, my, by, by the time we stopped Mark, yeah. they already had said, Oh yeah, you're clear. We got the all clear for our area. <laughs> and I'm like, really? I just checked into the hotel. You could have saved me $300. Really?
1: <laughs> what? So, no, anyway. I don't think so. My dad and stepmother ended up staying with us here in the, yeah. in the Birmingham area. One time I came all the way up from Pensacola to here. Yep. Because it's just like you look at hotels and mm, let's call Mark. And they, right. they ended up coming this far away, and and wow. we had people in the uh, hotels all around here were all full. Oh yeah, because of people coming from the Gulf Coast. But yep. I'm going back to this think, thinking, thinking about this double wide on the coast, oh, and a hurricane yeah. coming in, and yeah. somebody, somebody has to stay behind. You know, yep. <laughs> it's oh, a bit yeah. before the days of computers and stuff like that. Somebody yeah. has to stay behind, and I have this mental image of the guy, yeah. night guy who's who hadn't shaved for like a week. he's, yeah. <laughs> he's duct taped to the chair in the control yeah. room. And the chair is chained down.
0: <laughs> yep. So we, it's it's kind of like that that image of Geraldo strapped oh, to the pole in a, a hurricane. You know, you just <laughs> described. I'm thinking you must have seen the surveillance video from our security cameras because that's exactly what it was, dude. Oh yeah, chained <laughs> in, can't go anywhere, man. Yep. <laughs> Life radio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show where in South Carolina, a guy at a McDonald's did something really interesting. And it went far beyond masticating, which, by the way, using a word like masticating can be very tricky unless you're dealing with chewing food. Yeah. And that's what people normally would do at a mcdonald's other exactly, than you know yes other than playing in the balls that you know the which mm-hmm. by the way do they have they open anymore you know the I little don't play area know. i really don't know i thought those were a biohazard before covid yeah you know oh my gosh i know it's like you go in there it smells like you know cheese and feet it's listen like if you want to immunize kids. your
1: kids before school take them to mcdonald's and throw them in the ball pit you know yep,
0: that's bottom line that's your that's your sick place you know that's, that's it. it you know it boggles my mind uh, how we allow certain things. To, oh, that's cute. And others, it's like, you know, we're wearing masks and getting shots and everything else of stuff. Uh-huh. We don't have any clue. That's and right. by the way, yeah. man, Mark, Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, no, it was one of those moments where I actually had to stop. Okay. Because uh, a person had gone on kind of a rant online and was talking about the shots, the vaccinations mm-hmm. and the different types and yeah. how um uh, they're talking about the vaccination card, you know, mm. that when you get vaccinated, you get this card because now, I mean, all around the world different governments are talking about being able to prove you know yeah. you've been immunized yeah. or whatever right and um <laughs> a guy was like but you can fake a, a card it's a okay. three by five card you know mm. and he goes so what's next if, if that's all they have is a three by you know this this little card and we know they can fake driver's license and everything else they're gonna be faking these cards so what's next is it going to be the chip is this where they're yeah. going to actually bring yeah. about that little pea, that little chip that's smaller than a, a grain of rice? Mm-hmm. And I read that, and I actually had to stop myself. I went, you know what? I am not going down Mm-mm. this rabbit hole. Right. I'm going to stay up here because, by golly, in South Carolina, mm-hmm. a man gave a child a <laughs> face tattoo at McDonald's. <laughs> yep, he did, and he got arrested for it, allegedly. Good. Allegedly. Where were the kids' parents, Mark?
1: I, I don't know. Uh, 28-year-old Brandon Prescia. Of Lawrence, South Carolina, is charged with illegal tattooing and underage tattooing after police learned that a minor received a tattoo. Um, (laughs) The alleged incident happened at a McDonald's in Lawrence, located in northwest South Carolina. On the 6th of August, authorities were tipped off that a man had tattooed a child's face at the restaurant after a customer filmed or videoed the incident and posted that video to social media. Investigators identified the suspected unlicensed tattoo artist as Mr. Presha. He was arrested Tuesday. Um, McDonald's said in a statement, Quote, in our restaurants, nothing is more important to us than the safety and well-being of our customers and employees. The conduct reported is not in line with the values of our organization or in line with our expectations for how restaurants should be run. They say they're investigating the incident. Mr. Mm. Pressure is being held at the Lawrence County Detention Mm. Center. Chief uh, Chrissy Lattimore says uh, his bond has been set at $25,000.
0: Mark, they didn't tell us how young the no, child was that no. was getting the face tattoo. Clearly underage because there's no name, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's assume we're talking about a teen, not a six-year-old, okay? Right. Let's assume yeah. that for a minute. But still, yeah, you have, because otherwise if you had a little child that they were tattooing, you're branding against his or her, you know, uh, they'd be holding him down, kid'd be screaming and all that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Now, if you are the employee at a fast food restaurant and you're looking out amongst your people that are eating and somebody is doing a tattoo. Don't you think that the minute you heard that, the minute you saw mm-hmm. that you'd put yeah. a stop to it, that you might say something? Mm. I mean, it's not like these are the lick it, you know, and stick it things, right. you know? I. That's what... That, look in our restaurants nothing is more important to us than safety and well-being really right I'm looking at this and I'm mm-hmm, thinking mm-hmm, that that line doesn't fit what we're being told happened. Mm-hmm.
1: I got a feeling that mr. Uh, mr. Brandon uh, pressha 28 years of age of Lauren South Carolina yeah probably rents the booth nearest the electrical outlet from somebody at McDonald's <laughs> <laughs>
0: life Radio. FM. it's the mark and mac show and mark <laughs> i don't know where braylon got the idea of playing army you yeah. know <laughs> but it i think it's just inherent six-year-old boys yeah, they yeah. want to play army yeah and he he came home from school um, one day last week talking about it mm-hmm. and i mean we're talking really going out in the woods building a fort and playing army yeah. and he has the nerf guns and stuff i mean you know we're a we're a pro second amendment family mm-hmm. so anyway the uh idea that playing army is something that he wants to do means i get to do it with him right
1: like to thank the other boys in school for bringing that to yes. us, yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> Along with the other
0: midgets that teach all the bad words to the six-year-olds, you know, <laughs> a forty-year-old midget. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, actually, is that the wrong term? They're little people, now, yes, right? They are, yes. And thank by you. the way, mm-hmm. just as a sidebar, I thought that was a joke. I'm, no, really? I, I would, ne- yeah, because I never, and I mean this, I never willfully want to misuse a term that right, hurts yeah. somebody's feelings. And I, when I first started hearing that little people, yep. I thought that just sounds wrong it does you know? doesn't it? it does it sounds like it sounds like
1: you're trying to create a term that little children can embrace right. you know it's just
0: right it's, it's not respectful at all really when you think about well, you it. you know mark when uh you know former alabama coach gene stallings uh, talked about his son um and uh referred to him mm-hmm. as a mongoloid mm-hmm. and that, that the was, time was the term back in the 60s yeah. yes but by the time he was on my show in the 90s uh it wasn't the term right i caught grief for that i'm like i'm catching grief for what coach stalling said about his own son that dave mac yeah i'm like i had to look up what it meant so anyway kind of familiar
1: territory for me because used to used to catch yeah. grief for things i said so. all the time I'm like
0: because you know dave mark's never gonna do that that was dave Really? Had to okay, be gay. Okay, fine. You know, yeah, mark had to be old. Mark he'd never say that. No. <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking, hey, you know what? I I didn't you just don't want to roll that bus over somebody else. Okay, fine, I'll take it. Great. Anyway, so yeah, so Friday, Braylon, you know, I'm like, All right, we'll do army. It's Friday afternoon, I get to play with my six year old grandson. Mm-hmm. This is fun, okay? Yeah. And he has his helmet on, his bike helmet. And uh we're out there and the thing is he had put his pads on okay his skateboard pads and all that And he's got his helmet on and it's hot and i was thinking i need to go ahead and find a way to talk him out of the helmet because he's dripping sweat right yeah as i was thinking that he fell tripped and rolled and the helmet it kept him from really getting a ding okay Mm -hmm. and i thought you know i'm so thankful (laughs) (laughs) that i thought that out because that and that ding was enough to go inside that was the best part of Uh, (laughs) it yeah but he didn't get hurt he didn't get hurt because he had the helmet you got to remember i'm a clumsy guy Mm -hmm. and uh, somehow i have given that to Haley. Mm -hmm. i've given it to hannah (laughs) i've now given it to braylon it's just if there is a little if there's a pebble you can trip on (laughs) We're going to find it, you know? Anyway. I'm thinking you should you should probably move this
1: to another branch of the armed services and convince him to play Navy so you can stay in the pool.
0: <laughs> Not a bad idea. Uh, anyway, when so we've been playing Army, and then I see this article, Mark Sends, it's Army probing a $2 million heist uh-huh. of ball bearings. Ball bearings. That's the heist they <laughs> stole. How much? I mean, really, Mark? You... I know. The U.S.
1: Army is investigating at least one high-ranking civilian official at White Sands Missile Range and an El Paso contractor for allegedly stealing $2 million worth of nickel ball bearings. That's 230,000 pounds of ball bearings used in explosives research at the range. Wow. The U.S. Army's Criminal Investigation Command earlier this month applied for and was granted the warrant, which states investigators have probable cause to believe that Randolph Brady, a former director at White Sands, and Mario Escobedo, the owner of EGL Construction and possibly others, conspired to steal government property. A search warrant uh, return shows... Federal authorities seized more than a million bucks from a bank account held in the name of Escobedo's business. No wow. charges have been filed against either man yet. A source now, in March tipped off an army investigator that metals were being stolen from the missile range in southern New Mexico, according to wow. a search warrant
0: application. Part that bothers me, and I mean this, okay, first of all, okay, they stole, two, allegedly, mm-hmm. stole 230,000 pounds of anything. Right. But the part that bothers me about this, a search warrant return shows federal authorities seized more than a million dollars from a bank account yeah. held in his name's business, but no charges have been filed against him. Hmm. How can you seize money when no charges? Hmm. I mean, this is a, and this happens in all, all over our country. Alabama is one yeah. of the big ones for this Yeah, of us. You, you think there could be, there might be, but even though we're not arresting and charging Mark Congleton with any crime, we're going to seize his assets. We're right. taking his money. I mean, yeah. th- that that's wrong. You're innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. How can you seize money mm. without charges? Mm. Again, I am not in favor of anybody getting away with this. They're stealing right. from you and me. Yeah. But I'm talking about the, the reality here. Of innocent till proven guilty, the Constitution of the United States of America, and the fact that they seized more than a million dollars in a business bank account without filing any charges. Wow. Yeah. And, and what I, the heck are you going to do with 230,000 pounds of ball bearings?
1: Well, if anybody chases you, you could let some of them go on the road, and there you go. <laughs> Comic
0: gold. If, if you're watching the Keystone Cops. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and mark straight up you know we were talking about thrift stores earlier and uh and we've talked about our time of being in line at the old dollar general Mm -hmm. or whatever we occasionally have a family dollar type story you know the dollar store stuff is uh, pretty big and uh it's not just the southeast you know it's not just alabama right Uh, dollar stores are popular everywhere including california Mm -hmm. but officials in one georgia county Actually considering placing a limit on dollar stores in their area. Really? Now, Doherty County, I had to look this up. It's in the southwestern part of the state of Georgia. And uh, if you need a town name like Albany, Georgia, in that area, okay? Mm -hmm. Some Doherty County commissioners pushed back during a recent meeting when they were presented with a zoning request to approve a dollar general store at an intersection where there's already a family dollar store. Okay. Now, one of the county commissioners, Anthony Jones, said, I just think there's one on every corner. (laughs) He suggested a moratorium on dollar stores. Now, he says he's concerned that the stores are taking up space that could go to higher quality stores like supermarkets that sell fresh food. Hmm. Uh, Another commissioner, Russell Gray, uh, also agreed with him and said they worry that dollar stores have a business model that preys on poor neighborhoods. Hmm. Um. I don't know if, if that's the case. I, I know that oftentimes they're an affordable alternative, you know, yeah, for buy for stuff. They're convenient. They're, they're like, they're one step up from a convenience store mm-hmm. and one step below a Walmart. I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm not knocking family dollar or dollar general. We use them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I know I do. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, this is what uh County commission chairman, uh, Chris Kohilis said that, uh, those are valid concerns about the dollars. Stores, but question whether high-end retailers would take their place. Hmm. The answer is no; no, they would not. That's true. They would. They'd already be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cohila said, "It's not like there's a Whole Foods market or a Publix market that's moving into those neighborhoods. You know, these these stores are moving in because, based on you know the research that's done, they are profitable models. You Mm -hmm. know, anyway, it's interesting that this would be a battle. You know." Hmm. I'm thinking, you know, Family Dollar, Dollar Tree, Dollar right. General. Hey, man, I think they're all helpful yeah. to, to us. You know,
1: yeah. And the competition is good for everybody. You know, right? It's, because Family Dollar is going oh. to, if Dollar General comes in and they and their prices are a little bit lower and they start getting mm-hmm. business, and Family Dollar is going to come in and reevaluate, and they're going to they're going right. to make changes that'll attract people back to you them. Think? You would think. And well, then you know, also Dollar General's is, is also targeting a slightly
0: different market because Dollar
1: General has groceries, you know, right.
0: some do yeah, some, some, and some yeah. have the full on fresh produce. Yeah. You know, they've got those yeah. stores. Mm-hmm. Those has, are pretty cool has groceries.
1: So does it? Yeah. So okay. We, we'll go down there to get bread sometimes or, yeah. or some, you know,
0: right. Oh, we need no, one, more understand. can of beans for the chili or something like that. I we'll will tell you, you yeah. know, you talk about competition and yeah. it's interesting because a gallon of milk, um, in the same County, okay. in in. uh, in Alabama you can find milk for under a dollar a gallon at some stores mm-hmm. and 3 and change at others in the yeah. same county yeah and uh, at the dollar general near where i live there's also a convenience store that has gas pumps right right the ga- the gallon a gal of milk at the convenience store is cheaper than a gallon <laughs> of milk at the dollar general wow and dude they actually i think go to the cheap selling the thing for less than a dollar and mm-hmm. buy it there and bring it in, and resell it in their story illegally I mean, at least i think it is i don't know i don't want to accuse anybody of doing anything wrong but this looks that like would the be same wrong, bottle right.
1: from next door
0: yeah this is the same generic i get at such and such and they're selling here at this convenience store i don't know if this is kosher or not <laughs> live radio.fm the mark and mac show and uh you know mark i'm kind of thankful this story is uh, coming to us from cheshire england <laughs> because i would hate to think that one of our peeps did this okay <laughs> just throwing it out there
1: not to say that it couldn't happen here but it did it happen. Probably it, has. it probably has a, we just keep it to ourselves <laughs> a self-confessed ditzy blonde has called on ikea insisting they redesign their plastic serving trays because she mistook one of them for a baking tray and used it in the oven. Tina Lowe, uh, Tiana Lowe, that is, thought she had grabbed a bargain when she picked one up for just a buck and a, less than a buck and a half, at homeware giant Ikea's Warrington store in Cheshire, England last week. But her impulse buy backfired when she forgot to read the label. The 24-year-old from Bolton could smell burning shortly after popping her new tray which she had filled with eight potato cakes, into the oven. When she opened the door to the oven, she was met with a cloud of smoke and a pool of dripping plastic. (laughs) Tiana took some photos of the masks that greeted her, which shows silver plastic that she thought was metal oozing down from under the nonstick paper to form puddles on the oven (laughs) floor. The second image shows the underside of the tray, reduced to just eight potato cake-shaped plastic imprints leaving her with a mess and stinking kitchen that took 2 hours to clean. Tiana took to IKEA's Facebook page to sarcastically thank them for making serving trays look like baking trays, but that backfired when users mocked her and warned, yeah. "Don't buy, don't don't buy a chocolate teapot." <laughs> wow the swedish company's site shows other customers have been fooled though into melting the serving trays with the, the two disgruntled buyers giving it a
0: one-star review after their mistake wow dude mark here's your sign bill ingval should sue you know this is ridiculous
1: wait till she finds out what happens when she puts metal pans in the microwave <laughs>
0: radio.fm the mark and max show and i'm still a little stuck on the lady putting a plastic pan in the oven you know and demanding that ikea make the change to you know i'm I'm thinking you're holding a metal pan you're holding a plastic pan Uh (laughs) this is what happens when the easy bake oven you know doesn't do its job that's all i'm thinking i mean was she she went from the easy bake oven to a real oven and didn't know mm. or she just is stupid or she thought this is some kind of what is that really lightweight metal is it man manganese is manganese, that what it is titanium something i know like there's that, yeah, one yeah. of those that yeah. is like it you know they use them for tools yeah. you know that are really heavy they're they're really good but they're yeah. really light really strong anyway yeah i digress
1: I, I, how how far have we gone in basically in dumbing our society down
0: that somebody can't pick
1: something up and know it's plastic you know (laughs)
0: yeah you know and know that i well wait a minute mark this plastic won't
1: melt (laughs) Uh, yeah well sure Uh, right yeah under what circumstances will it not melt in the freezer
0: okay yeah (laughs) if you're yeah and (laughs) all right anyway a group allegedly steals a rare digimon card yeah Is there such a thing as a rare Digimon card? Yeah, there are
1: collector's Digimon cards. We talked about Pokemon and stuff like that uh, last week. They not the same, right? Yeah. No, I think they're different. I don't know. Anyway, police say two guys involved in stealing trading cards from an Adelaide, Australia business, then went and tried to sell them back to the same store the same day. wow three other people have also been charged wait a minute yeah. mark wait a minute <laughs> i know i know this is a
0: stupid criminal we're missing oh, out on oh, the bid come absolutely on absolutely right it is Go. No!
1: that's what i get for not labeling them all properly the uh, three other people have also been charged over the alleged burglary of this gaming store police say the group broke into the business and stole a large number of rare digimon trading cards and board games sometime monday night tuesday morning of last week about 1 15 the same afternoon police say a man returned to the same store and tried to sell these allegedly stolen cards wow. staff called the cops and the man led officers to a nearby house where they found cards and games along with two other suspects. About 3 p.m., another guy goes into the same store and wanted to sell Digimon cards. Wow. He was also arrested by the police. A 41 year old Bel Air man, a 30 year old Adelaide woman, and a 28 year old Adelaide man, and a 28 year old Seton man, and a 41 year old man of no fixed address have all been charged with offenses, including serious criminal trespass, unlawful possession, and theft by receiving. A sixth person is still being sought by the police. Wow. <laughs> Man. so they they stole the stuff from the store and then thought well let's just sell it back to the same place they'll never know in the same 24 hour period
0: yeah they haven't even had time to fill out the insurance forms. oh my gosh you know mark these people deserve to be in prison they do they, not only do they deserve to be in it, they deserve to be mocked while they're in prison you can see
1: that sitting around the lunch table yeah so what you in for
0: oh Guess who's, get,
1: guess who's getting beat up on the exercise oh yard God. today? Yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max show. And by the way, Tropical Storm Fred uh, mm-hmm. is still in the uh, forecast. And those along the western coast of Florida up through uh, Alabama and you know the Florida panhandle in Alabama all kind of under a watch right now as yeah. they try to determine where will fred make landfall and again i pointed out earlier why don't they call him frederick because fred <laughs> just seems so you know it does it doesn't seem appropriate you know right, it seems yeah. like it's too familiar you know we need to have a because it's easy to call him hurricane freddy now you call yeah. him fred it's freddy and the Dreamer. so oh, there no. we go oh no you can't do that
1: because oh. there will they'll want to name a hurricane right. freddy at some time right. in the future because hurricane the hurricane frederick was in 79
0: okay see that's why they yeah, can't do that because right. that was my first thing and mark's like no 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 yeah already had that september 12th, one september so, 12 1979 is when that was so this one is fred right and then the next time they can't come up with another name for fred you know for Alf, it'll be freddy yeah yeah wow <laughs> or frederico then, the <laughs> th- then we got the franklin we'll go franklin yeah. well, we should have got franklin before Freddie. hmm <laughs> we got to look this up mm. okay anyway yeah. coming up uh hey by the way um t-mobile is investigating a massive data breach. So if you're a T-Mobile customer, get oh, ready. hundred million customers' info has been stolen. Oh, that's one hundred nice. million. I wonder if it's the same wow. guys that stole the ball bearings. You know. <laughs> All right, Mark. You uh, you had this really cool story. You you popped out there with about get your life mm. under control with the one minute rule. Hmm. Y- y- I'm just going to read what it says, okay? Yeah. You can change you think, your, Well, before that, yeah. you've already gone through it. Does it work, do you think? Is it better than I the have, food on the floor five-second rule? I have no idea. We'll have to put okay. it to the
1: test. You right. can't. It says you can change your life for the better in one minute. This is according to Gretchen Rubin, author and co-host of the Happier podcast. Here's her tip. Anything you can do in less than a minute, do it without delay. Some examples of tasks you can do in less than a minute... Put that dish in the dishwasher. Return the document back to the folder where it came from. Put your coat in the closet when you come in from outside. Ribbon said a lot of people have told her the one-minute rule has massively transformed their surroundings. Got a bigger project you've been putting off? Try the 15-minute rule. Step one, pick one task or activity you've been procrastinating on. Step two, set a timer for 15 minutes. Step three, work for 15 minutes on the task until the timer rings. The key here is the timer. By setting the timer, you're telling your brain you've perceived pain of the, the pain of you're telling your brain the perceived pain of the project. Starting a blog post, cleaning the inside of your car, organizing your tax records. It'll be over very soon.
0: Anyway. Oh, Mark. Yeah. You know, getting your life under control with the one minute rule is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I would like to add, though, um, we, the Mark and Mac show, are offering you can get your life under control with the 15 second rule. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no need to go with the one minute rule we can do it much faster the 15 second rule okay yeah because just we, i'm just telling you yeah when
1: when you have attention spans like ours you have to keep things very very brief what was that the
0: rabbit <laughs> squirrel i'm telling you 15 second versus a minute which mm-hmm. one would you go with the 15 second ah. rule it'll change your life or the one minute a minute come on <laughs> who's got, man who's got time for that 15 seconds I'm with And you. then somebody's going to go, what about that 10 second rule? Oh, come on. Now, nobody's going to buy it. You can change your life in 10 seconds. 15? Yeah, we got you. I don't know. We've got the five second rule. In some houses, it's the three second rule. In my house, it's the whenever you can find it and the dog didn't get it first. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. it's the mark and Max show and back to back we got a couple of uh eh, one crazy story one funny good story okay so okay. let's start the scared cat that <laughs> prompts an emergency room visit mark yep a cat home alone in germany apparently turned
1: on the vacuum cleaner mm. frightened itself half to death <laughs> and, and wound up being attended to by emergency services. Police said a neighbor heard the cat's cries, not to mention a vacuum left running for hours, mm. and was afraid there'd been a terrible accident.
0: Authorities sped to the scene, but found only the cat and the vacuum. Meanwhile, his uh, owner mother was in France, who immediately called the police to ask them to do a check, and lo and behold, there were two sticky criminals trying to break in the front door. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm... Home Alone twenty six hundred. There you go. (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the ranch, a story that actually this is one of those stories you're going to think, is it real or is she making it up? Mm.
1: Tammy Ramsey works as a hostess at Union Bluff Hotel in York, Maine. She often has to deal with rude customers. She considers it part of the job. I mean, you use your imagination. You're facing the crowd. The you're the first face they see when they come in. If they're not happy, they're not happy with you. She says, I've been doing this for so many years, not so much goes through my head. I just try to make the customers happy. And if I can't make them happy, I smile at them and say, I'm sorry, I can't do anything else. Well, on July 5th, she apparently had a particularly unruly guest. And though she said she can't remember exactly who it was, the guest himself sure remembered. And he was ashamed. So he did something about it. He sent a sincere letter of apology and a $100 tip for Ramsey to the Union Bluff Hotel. Ramsey was floored. She said, "I got the go- I got the goosebumps." And was like, "Really?" And I read it again and I was like, "That's really cool." The letter, signed an embarrassed customer, detailed the customer's lament and shame for his behavior, sought reconciliation, made amends, and offered no excuses. "Quote: Can you please give this $100 along with my apology to the girl who was at the hostess station at the podium taking names to be seated for dinner on Monday, July 5th at around 5 to 6 p.m. I was very rude to her." which is out of character for me. I have way more respect for people than I showed that day. When our large party was having difficulty being seated and the wait was longer than I thought, I said loudly, this is bleep to her. And I left. I feel bad. This coming from a guy who tells people to be kind to service staff and tip big post pandemic, how hypocritical. And he indicated that the letter of apology and the enclosed tip were not enough vowing to apologize to her in person the next time I'm in York, since it's an annual Independence Day vacation spot for his family. Quote, you never want to be that guy, and that day I was that guy. Sincer- sincerely sorry. Ramsey, for her part, felt no ill will, telling uh, telling folks, hey, kudos to him for saying I had a bad day, and adding that she split the 100 bucks tip with other hostesses.
0: Wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, I- you know what? I think it's interesting that she apparently gets abused like this on a regular basis and Mm -hmm. could not even single him out. Yeah. Which is really sad. Mm -hmm. That says a lot. I have been rude on occasion to somebody that didn't deserve it. You know? Yeah. Me too. I've apologized in the moment. I've tried to be kind. Yeah. But yeah, everybody has those moments where they really regret something they said. And this Mm -hmm. guy did something about it. So, Hey, hooray for him. Good for him. Yeah. Hope others will follow suit. Yeah. (laughs) Especially those who got lunch uh, or dinner after church on Sundays, oh, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, those poor staffers on those restaurants on on Sundays. Oh, those poor people. <laughs> the fake twenty dollar bill. It's a <laughs> track. Yeah, I know it. They just don't <laughs> make it. Uh, we know so many people who work in the food service industry, yep. in the hospitality industry, who all hate working on Sundays. Yep. Because of the after church crowd. <laughs> and, and you what may does be that thinking, say? nobody. You're thinking, well, that's just wrong. That can't possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sadly, Christian people after church can be some of the most rude, demanding, nasty people. Mm -hmm. And And it's not all. And and no, it's not. It's just, it's just that handful. It's just enough to give everybody a bad taste. And, and then, and then on top of being demanding, pushy, rude, and not controlling their children, and you just name it, you know, Mm -hmm. they leave the little $20 tract, you know, the tract that looks like a $20 bill. Right.
0: Yeah. And don't tip or tip very little. It's it's a shame. Right. But we, you know, we shoot ourselves in the foot on a regular basis. And as Mark, Mark pointed this out a long time ago about tip and tip big, especially if they know that you are a believer, if they know you're a person of faith, yeah you know give them something tangible you mm-hmm. know so that they look forward to seeing you that'll earn you the right that'll yeah. that'll give you the opportunity to share the truth
1: yeah make friends it opens yep.
0: doors wait a minute, wait a minute. This. mark and mac are back
1: the mark the and mac, mac show app. weekday mornings on Life Radio Life Radio FM. Dot FM.